Are you looking to grow revenues, increase profitability, or obtain financing? If so, you came to the right place. Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Good evening and welcome to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. I'm your host, Andrew Frazier, and excited to be here once again, hanging out, talking about my favorite subject. Um, hope everybody's having a, a good final couple weeks of summer, um, because once Labor Day hits, it's a mad dash to the end of the year. So um, looking forward to just getting a little bit of a breather and getting started um, so we can have a great rest of the year. So. Once again, I'm here talking to um, you know, business experts about key things that can help you be a better leader and lead your organization more effectively. So I'm very excited about having Brian Tangura here. Um, he definitely knows a lot about leadership, about organizations, about creating an ecosystem and a space where entrepreneurs and businesses can thrive. So. You know, the topic is going to be the benefits of building community when building your business. And Brian's the new president and CEO of the Gateway Regional Chamber of Commerce. So excited to have him on today and um, look forward to have a great discussion. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. How are you? Andrew, how are you doing tonight? How's everything going? Excellent. Looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, this is going to be exciting. And thank you for having me as a guest. This is going to be a great conversation tonight. Great topic. Definitely. So look forward to exploring it. This is so critical if you're going to be successful. Um, nobody is successful on their own. So create the community uh, for support and to help you achieve the success you need to keep. So, so you know, I, I know that, but most of the people here don't know. So what would be great is if you could take a few minutes introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your journey, and then we'll get started. So I appreciate it. That sounds great. No, thank you for the opportunity, Andrew. Yeah, it's been a, a heck of a journey and an exciting one if that, and I'm proud to say that I am the newly appointed and newly selected present CEO of the Gateway Regional Chamber of Commerce, where we're representing Union County and, and beyond, as we say, since 1911. So it's exciting to be in this role because it puts me back in the world where I can be a resource again, and I can be in a position where I can actually 
utilize our network to create opportunities to help others. And I got here by starting, my, my journey goes back to 2007, really, um, and even a little bit earlier than that, where I, I used to be in retail, worked at Costco for almost eight years. And I always tell this story because it was my first real experience um, about networking, right? And, and, and representing yourself with integrity and showcasing hard work and just trying to be a good person, trying to be nice and put the work in and and you know build those relationships because I always say you never know who you you know who you're talking to and the impact they're going to have on your life. So when I worked at Costco uh, back in end of 20, uh, 2007, I had three bad back injuries and the last one knocked me out for eight months. I had to learn how to walk again without pain. I was going four to five days a week, two to four hours a day. Uh, to uh, my my one doctor in Clifton, Dr. Skanakis. We got to know each other very well, spending that much time together. And after eight months, I went back to Costco. He called me up two weeks later and he said, Brian, you have your resume. I said, yeah, of course, what's it for? And he said, there's a great opportunity for you. And he said, I'm like, what it is? He's like, it's a chamber of commerce. I'm like, what's a chamber of commerce? I said, just trust me, you're perfect for it. So I put my resume in, had a couple of interviews with the executive team uh, at the North Jersey Chamber was was selected as their new program manager and then from there one of the first tasks was bringing youth into the organization and trying to modernize it and bring a little energy into the organization so i had the task of putting together a young professionals group and we wanted to be different than other organizations where instead of just going out and having drinks and doing shots and kind of just strictly socializing i wanted us to have more substance behind it so not only did we start up uh, start hosting professional work, uh, professional development seminars and bringing in guest speakers that would talk to our young professionals and help them get on their journey and teach them important attributes about leadership and communication and, and management and, you know, uh, marketing and all the key skills that they need in this world. Um, going forward, I said, well, we have so many nonprofits in the North Jersey Chamber. We need to start partnering up with them. We need to teach the importance of paying it forward and helping others and just being a good community partner. So, to separate ourselves even further from any other group that was out there that was similar, we started partnering up with different nonprofits at every single event. And we helped put a spotlight on their great cause, on their mission. We helped raise money um, at that event for their cause. And then from there, we started working with one after another. And, by the, and within about five year period, we worked with over, at that point, 35 nonprofits. We raised over 120 plus thousand uh, dollars for those causes. And what I loved was these events went from getting like 20 or 30 people and we started getting 200 to 300 young professionals at every single event every month, uh, which just helped put a bigger spotlight on these nonprofits. And in doing so, we, 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 we introduced so much more young, you know, young professionals into the chamber. They became board members. They became very active committee members. They were at all of our events. And they ended up becoming some of the, the they're, you look at them now, and they're partners in their firm, they're present CEOs of their own companies. They're starting their own companies. So it really took off. And what bonded us was the community outreach that we did and selecting great causes, whether it was for Welcome Home Vets of New Jersey, um, Home for Our Troops, uh, United Way, uh, Cumac over in Patterson, if it was you know, for Hackensack University Medical Center and the Tomorrow's Children's Fund. So we worked with so many different nonprofits, but what we loved was the, the, being able to volunteer. So we took that model and we, we ended up instilling that across the chamber itself. And then from there, the, the organization grew. Uh, we, we, you know, we, we had a lot more engagement. We became a stronger community partner. 
And we have, we found a lot of success, but we, that success was built off the foundation of helping others, paying it forward and being that good community partner. And after my, I parted with the chamber, I went into the, another private sector. I went to a technology field. I was, I was recruited for that role, did that for a little bit. Then COVID hit that shut that down. And then I went into real estate for a little bit and then went into a little grassroots advocacy organization uh, over this past year. But when I saw this opportunity for gateway regional chamber of commerce, it was one of those, it was an opportunity that I couldn't pass up and I had to put my, you know, I had to, I, I had to go for it. Um, cause it's something I love doing. I believed in it. And I wanted to get back to the roots of what I enjoyed most. And that was being in a position where I can meet amazing professionals from all different backgrounds from all different industries and be able to sit down and listen, have, have great conversations and just learn about what is going to help them. What's going to solve a pain point, their ideas, their suggestions, their, you know, their passion, their goals, and then help create programs that are going to help them achieve their goals. So being here, we just, we're just over a month in, and I have an amazing team of Camila and Aaron who are at the Gateway Regional Chamber. And the three of us have just been brainstorming nonstop. And the goal is to kind of take that same recipe that we, we, we instituted at the North Jersey Chamber from 2007 to 2017 and do the same thing here and just reimagine, revitalize, re-energize, restructure the, the whole organization. Okay, that's great, Brian. Um, looks like you've done some really great stuff. Um, you know, it's not easy to grow an organization. Um, you, you said it like it was easy, but it definitely isn't that easy. Um, I know myself, and I'm sure a lot of other people, yeah, you know, you're missing a little bit of hair too. So, <laughs> um, so, um, so excellent. So, you know, a couple of things that you mentioned were engagement and i think that's key to every community and organization um what does that mean and, and how do you encourage that yeah engagement is key it's you know no no matter if it's a nonprofit or if you're a chamber of commerce or any type of business organization and if you're a membership organization or you're depending on volunteers engagement is key because People have to believe in your mission, your vision, your core values. They need to believe in your purpose. And if you're going to rally the troops and, and, and get people involved and engaged, you have to not only have a clear, defined mission, vision, values, and, and clear guidelines and goals, but you have to have the process in place to be able to, you know, allow people to accomplish that, right? And know what they're doing if they're volunteering or they're getting involved. So if it's a membership organization, it comes down to you need to be able to have those conversations, listen to the needs and understand the needs of your members and create specific programs and, 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 and value-added benefits that are going to help the majority of your members, if not everybody. And it might be, it could be networking events, it could be educational programs, it could be volunteer opportunities out in the community, it could be governmental affairs, it could be a whole host of things, just maybe just marketing opportunities or business just wants to be a part of a, a good, strong, reputable, uh, community organization. So if you're a nonprofit, it's it's creating enough awareness for your cause and building that building your brand enough in the community and let people know what you do, why it's important, that, and, and showcase the difference that you're making in people's lives. So in, without engagement, you don't get the volunteers. You're not going to get the support. Because if you can, I say it all the time, you can, I, you can put together 30 events in a month, but if none of it resonates with 
you know, your, the individuals that are part of your organization or, or want to be a part of the organization, then the events are going to be, you know, two people show up if that. So it's important to, you know, have your fingers on the pulse, have conversations, listen to the needs of, you know, your, your members and volunteers and, and colleagues and workers and board and do your best, you know, put your best foot forward and, and put the work in to design a plan and create, come up with a plan that's going to provide the services and needs uh, to your supporters. So with community as a whole, I think with nonprofits, what I love about the whole community outreach and being involved is there's with so many nonprofits out there and so many different business organizations out there, there's something there out there for everybody and not, you know, in, in, a, in a specific cause is not going to be, you know, universally, you know, supported, let's say, but you're going to, there's enough out there to find something that is near and dear to your heart that you're passionate about and you can, you know, engage with, right? You can, you can reach out, um, either volunteer, sponsor, market, support in any which way or raise the awareness of, um, and just get active and, and do something that you feel is going to make a difference. And cause I think when you could be a part of a solution, when you can give back, when you can help others, I've always said a million times, there's no better feeling in the world when you can help somebody. And if you could be a resource, you can just be that shoulder. You can be, you know, someone that, that, that can just, that can lean on you, or you can just help, you know, make the smallest difference in somebody's life, whether it's volunteering at a food bank, organizing a walk for children or, or veterans. If it's, if it's, you know, work, working at a, a, a local uh, animal shelter, whatever is near or dear to your heart, there's something out there for everybody. And I always encourage if, if someone's always looking like they don't know the first step, I always say, you know, go on Charity Navigator and they, they give you a list, the whole ratings of how, you know, um, all the nonprofits that are in the area or reach out to a chamber of commerce that's in your region. Ask about any uh, organizations that are there and, and volunteer, spend a night, spend an afternoon, go to an event. Because um, I, because I, what I've always loved too, and I always found, because I try to sit on so many different boards, and throughout my career, I sat on the Passaic Clifton Lions Club. I've been part of the 200 clubs. I've been a part of the American Cancer Society. Which, you know, case in point, I'll tell a quick little story. When I when I was on the board of directors for the American Cancer Society, at that same time, my brother, you know, he's retired now, but he, he served 30 years in the military, and at that time, he had a horrible seizure, and he was stationed in Hawaii. And we, after a bunch of different MRIs, they finally found a brain tumor. And that was on Labor Day going back to 2017 or 2016. And the next day I had a board of directors meeting at the American Cancer Society. I mentioned to them about what happened to my brother. Next thing you know it, Dr. Wang, I was, who was out of Columbia Presbyterian, who was on our board of directors, said, let's connect. So the time difference was perfect. I helped my brother connect to Dr. Wang. They, they met up virtually and I helped my brother move from Hawaii to New York where he went to Columbia Presbyterian for all his, for his surgery and everything else. And he had a, a perfectly successful surgery. So if I wasn't there at the American Cancer Society volunteering on the board, who knows what could have happened, but just one of many examples I could share that by just volunteering your time, you never know the impact it's gonna have on your life or the impact you're gonna have on somebody else's life. Uh, and can, you never know who you're going to uh, meet. So it's 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 a great opportunity to really just meet new people, learn new perspectives and just, you know, build build your network that you can use to help others. OK, now, that's great, Brian. Um, definitely. Um, 
relationships are key in both business and in life to success. So um, some people say that your network is your net worth. So um, definitely important to look at that. So um, we're going to dig into you know a lot of great things about communities. But before we do that, I just want to um, introduce to some, um, reintroduce to some, um, you know, I've created the Small Business Pro Network, which is an online community for entrepreneurs and business owners. So let me just um, do a short video and then I'll be back talking small business with Brian Tangora. What's the ultimate business ecosystem for helping entrepreneurs to accelerate and grow their businesses? Of course, it's the Small Business Pro Network. I gotta say, I'm glad I trusted you with your plan because it, uh, and, I, and I like the plan, but we are, you know, there's no guarantees and it, it is a journey, but we're getting there and we're making real, real solid progress. Uh, Andrew helped me with the growth plan for my business and also in the financial side. So we're able to get uh, loans. I thought it was great, good um, practical information uh, that uh, is good for both entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs. Uh, and, uh, you know, Andrew breaks it down in a very understandable way. You need someone that's going to tell you how to get things done, how to move your business forward, how, how you can run your business like a pro. I've known Andrew for 10 years, but when we started working together, I got to see the master's mind. And he's been helping me with my financials, making sure everything's together, what's working versus what's not working in my business, so that I'm working on my business and not in my business, period. Join the Small Business Pro Network to learn from the experts, collaborate with like-minded entrepreneurs, and access valuable resources for growth. Hello, I'm Andrew Frazier. My mission is to help 1 million business owners by 2028 to sell more, make more, and get financing. I've worked with more than 1,000 business owners one-on-one, helping them to grow revenue, increase profit and obtain financing. I created the Small Business Pro Network to help you achieve your goals faster and easier. Join before Labor Day to become a charter member for free. Visit www.sbpronetwork.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. I'm hanging out here with Brian Tangura, talking small business. Um, Brian's um, doing some great things with the chamber. And one of the things that he mentioned was, um, you know, connecting with nonprofits. And, you know, one of the things, you know, a lot of people think of nonprofits as not businesses, but they're actually businesses too. Um, and what I say is they're businesses that are even harder to run, harder to run than for-profits. Do you agree with that, Brian? Well, a thousand percent, it, especially because there's so many different nonprofits. And I think there's a lot of, you know, a lot of times, like you have the 501c6s, 501c4s, and obviously the 501c3s. And 501c3s, that's that's the one, that's the most popular one. That's the most known because at least any type of contribution you make could be tax deductible. You, you, you know, a lot of times companies will you can give more, you can ask for more. Um, but the 501c4s, that's more for the, the advocacy and, and lobbying type of organizations and, and like a chamber is a 501c6. So you don't get all the tax breaks. You don't get all, you know, it's not all tax deductible as a regular 501c3. So there's, I think a lot of times there's that confusion of everyone's a 501c3. I think there has to be more 
I think awareness made that there's other types of nonprofits um, and each have their own benefits and, you know, pluses, minuses, like everything else. But, um, but as a C3, it's, 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 it, you can have a lot of fun there, you know? Okay, great. So now you've been involved with chambers for a good period of time. Um, definitely, you know, chambers are out there to support businesses, but not everybody's been in a chamber, been involved in a chamber. What is a chamber and what should people expect from their chamber? Uh, that's a great question, Andrew. And yeah, it, it, I always used to say chambers of commerce were the Google before there was Google. You know, you go back 15, 20 years ago before we had all the social media and, and you know, and Google and everything else, these, you know, the Internet as a whole, as we know it today, you know, people would call up the Chamber of Commerce. Do you, do you know a good plumber? Do you know a good hotel? What's a good restaurant? Was a good place to go for vacation? Nowadays, Chambers of Commerce evolved and now there's so many that you have the local chambers, you have regional chambers, you're going to have more like, you know, in, uh, associations like the NJBIA and CINJ. Uh, so there's so many different types of organizations as a whole a chamber of commerce is supposed to be a good community leader good community partner and be able to provide a whole array of programs and events and marketing opportunities that are affordable that will help provide the businesses especially if you know in new jersey right we're like 85 percent 90 percent small business so you want to be able to provide enough benefits out there for the businesses to be able to save money to their bottom line, grow their network, build their brand and be able to, you know, connect with like minded professionals throughout not only their town, but throughout the region. And you do so by hosting, you know, morning, afternoon and night events. Um, you try to put as much variety out there as possible to give all your members the best chance to be active, to be involved, to be engaged. Um, chambers also host a lot of, you know, we would we would put together a lot of different committees. So you might be have a membership committee, an ambassador committee, a governmental affairs committee, a young professionals committee, manufacturing committee. And you do that to, you know, you create those opportunities to get more people involved with the organization, put them in a room with other fellow colleagues and and, and, and like-minded professionals and either in the same industry or you know, or or complement of in, you know industries. And it's a way for them to now network. Because I always say, you know, if you go to a chamber event, a chamber of commerce, let's say you put you do a lunch event and we used to do a thing called leads and lunch. And we were fortunate to grow that to where we were getting almost 400 people a, a month at that event. So if you spend one hour at a chamber of commerce event and you can meet, let's say, 5, 10, 15 good leads out of that whole room in one hour, you just, you know, instead of sitting and making cold calls all day for eight hours or knocking on doors, you just met more quality leads and started building connections in one hour than you did in eight hours. So it's more efficient. It's a way to build your brand in person. No one wants to be sold, right? And a lot of times we get a cold call, we're hanging up, we're not paying attention. If someone just knocks on your door and they're soliciting something, most of the time you're, you're, not, you're not opening the door, you're not paying attention. But if you're in a room of fellow business professionals and you're just having a conversation, it lightens that it kind of lightens that whole mood and the perception and people are going to be more willing to just sit there and just talk, get to know you on a personal level, right? And get to kind of talk about what you're doing, maybe your path, your journey, what you do with the company, how long you've been there and just have a conversation. And then from there, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to work with each other. Maybe, maybe the, the services aren't going to be a fit, but I always used to tell people when networking, when you're talking to somebody, 
you're not you're you're getting to know that person and you want to get to know them on a more personal level you're representing your brand but you're networking with the 500 1000 5000 people in their network because maybe you and I can't work together our services we just don't need each other's services but we get to know each other and you do always do business with people that you like someone in one day asks, oh i'm looking for you know a copy machine well i know this guy it doesn't matter my event think he's really cool why don't you give him a call and it becomes that word of mouth marketing and i think it's it's as powerful as it gets it's it's just a way to build your brand out there in person build relationships kind of plant those seeds because you might see them at another event at a different organization's event and that the more you get to know somebody it's repetitive the more time you get to know somebody and have that small talk and just natural conversation you never know where that leads so a chamber of commerce as a whole should be a platform for any type of business owner entrepreneur company that wants to not only be active in the community but wants to expand their network wants to be able to you know participate in fun networking events take part in you know in free educational seminars and low and take you know or free marketing and, and low-cost marketing and sponsorships so it's kind of they offer i think one of the best varieties of business resources that Really, it's a fit for anybody. There's something out there for everybody. So it's up to the chamber to offer those services. And that's what we're going to try to do. Okay, great. Definitely, that that's important. You know, you mentioned that, you know, chambers were sort of um, what Google is now. So that means chambers have to evolve. Um, you mentioned how there's all kinds of chambers out there and quasi-chambers out there. Um, so the field is pretty full. And, you know, there's a lot of disruption going on. Um, you know, you're coming into a new chamber. Um, you know, what is your strategy for being able to really provide the value that people need um, and choose the gateway chamber over other organizations? Another great question, Andrew, and thank you. And that's the exciting part is it's, for me, I had the luxury when I was at North Jersey to start from the ground level and work my way up. And I got to know all the board members, all the active members. I knew the venues. I knew what our, you know, our members wanted. I knew the type of events and functions. So coming to Gateway, whole new region for me, um, you know, not knowing the members at the time. So what I've been doing right off the bat is I'm kind of acting as a consultant. And my thing is I've been adamant on setting up um, part, um, setting up meetings with board members, with our current partners, with past partners, affiliate members, current members, and uh, community leaders, leaders in economic development in the schools. So this past month, I've, I've had almost 26 meetings with everyone from, uh, like I said, our board members to community leaders to other organizations and just getting to know them, right? And ask them, how has your experience been? The good, give me the good, bad, the ugly. And allow because that's how I'm going to know what is working, what's not working. And getting collecting that data, collecting that research, I can then apply that and start forming those programs and events that are actually gonna be beneficial to our members. So right now, the overall goal is you know the, the Gateway Regional Chamber, just like North Jersey, plus both organizations were over 100 years old. Gateway is 112 years old this year in existence. You know, it's it's like with anything, it, you you have to evolve, and you, that's what, to your point earlier is that you have to evolve. You have to you know modernize. You have to think outside the box. And for me, 
in, as a whole, chambers of commerce across this state that I've been a part of and, and worked with, I feel too many have lost sight on what they should be doing for their businesses. Too many chambers of commerce are out there and all, they get a new member in. The first thing they think of is how much money can I get from them? How much sponsorship money can I get from them? Not what can I do to help them achieve their goals? What kind of programs and, and, and events and opportunities are going to benefit them? So I want to go back to the roots of what a chamber of commerce is supposed to be doing. So with Gateway, we're looking at everything. We're going look, we're looking at the, the name of the organization. We're gonna be redoing our website to make it much more functional and user-friendly for members to be able to connect with one another and stay up to date on all the latest happenings and policy out there that's affecting business. We're going to be uh, looking at all of our programs and events and introducing a whole array of new networking opportunities, new low-cost sponsorships. My goal is to lower the dues because I think too many organizations, they charge way too much just to be a member. And then you have to pay more just to get, you know, participate. I want to change all that. I want to be for gateway. I don't, I don't, I, I want us to be a necessity. I want us to be an asset to any business, any member that's a member of ours, where when renewal comes up there, it's a no brainer to rejoin because we provided so much value at such a low cost and we help them achieve their goals that they're gonna be a, a member for life with us. So I think it's important for chambers to always just communicate, have conversations with their members, with the community leaders and get their insight and then do your best to create programs around that to hopefully benefit the, you know, the majority of the, of, of the region. Okay. No, that sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Um, definitely, um, you know, you're attacking it like a business, you know, really doing your research and analysis, developing your target market, figuring out how you're going to engage your target market, um, and then your operations of being able to, you know, deliver on what you're doing. So I'm very excited about uh, having you on board and, and seeing what you're going to do. So, you know, I've worked with over a thousand business owners one-on-one. And I see a lot of things with businesses, but Brian, what do you see as the major challenges most businesses face? One of the major challenges right now is hiring, is finding good um, good, good workers, people who wanna work, people who have the skills to do certain jobs um, and just having that flexibility, you know, wanting to come into the office if needed. So that's that's number one is we, we had a, a rail safety committee with Congressman Kane and the heads of CSX and Conrail and Norfolk Rail and, and Port Authority uh, about a week or so ago, about a week and a half ago. And they were in Con the representative from Conrail, the gentleman Eric said they can't find workers anymore because in that specific industry, it's a 365, 24 seven industry. And a lot of, and they're looking for engineers. They're looking for, you know, individuals with special trades, special, you know, skills and, it's fewer and fewer these days. So I think from a company standpoint, it's depending on the industry, of course, it's just a lack of the, the, the pool of candidates that they're trying to attract and, and try to hire from is getting, you know, thinner and thinner. So that's, I know that's a, that's a, that's a big challenge right now. Um, navigating, you know, with the, you know, the economy right now, a lot of companies are, um, you know, holding back. And I know there's more uncertainty with what's happening with COVID right now. So there's a lot of uncertainty right now. What's what's going to happen in September, October? Uh, is there another shutdown looming? Is the economy going to, you know, the economy right now is tough, right? 
prices are going through the roof. They have to charge more. People are, are, are you know, are watching what they spend on, so they're spending less. So it's that it's that domino effect, and that's how it also affects nonprofits as well, right? Because every nonprofit, whether it's a five hundred one c three, a chamber of commerce, an association, as well as a business, you know, we're all going, we're all soliciting, right? We're all trying to attract the same support from the same pool of companies, and those companies have less money to spend, right? They cut back on their budgets. So you organizations like ourselves, you have to stand out. You have to deliver. You just can't promise and keep saying, oh, we're going to do this and this. You have to follow through and you have to provide real value because every company now is watching where, what's the ROI? I'm, I'm going to keep spending this money on membership dues and an event, or I'm going to be contributing to this, being a sponsor for this event. What are we getting back for it? Because we have 50 other organizations asking for the same thing. And if you're not providing it for us and what we need, we'll go someplace else. So there's a lot more competition out there as well for organizations like ourselves and all nonprofits as a whole. So it's it's a perfect storm out there right now. There's just I think there's a lot of uncertainty. And uh, but that's where I think a chamber comes in. Like for us, if you if a chamber of commerce is doing the right thing, then you're providing enough low cost or free opportunities for these businesses to continue to market themselves and to, to uh, continue to build their business or meet potential new clients and customers. Uh, and, and then hopefully we, we can serve as uh, a, a good resource for them to continue doing well and, and, and thriving no matter the economy. Okay. I mean, definitely, um, you know, hiring is, is a challenge, um, economic uncertainty, um, especially for, you know, for chambers, you got competition, but, you know, one thing I've always found is challenges create opportunities and some of the greatest challenges are during our greatest opportunities and greatest successes are founded during challenging times. So, um, it gives you a chance to stand out. It gives you a chance to, um, have more and new problems and be able to bring uh, innovative solution to them before the competition and before they entrench people. So um, just because it's a challenging times as a small business and organization, um, it's actually advantageous. Um, so, so that's cool. You know, one other thing that's advantageous for entrepreneurs, small businesses is the recent technology advances. Um, there's so much technology going on that it just increases productivity and capability beyond um, you know, anything we've seen. So, you know, what is your relationship to technology and what are you looking to implement within the chamber? No, and, that, and, that, and it's 100% true and I appreciate that. Right now, I know AI is the biggest buzz out there right now and we've been using it starting to implement it with our social media posting and, and you know, even help kind of write some copy for articles and kind of, you know, with even even use it to help kind of lay out checklists and, and, and strategic plans and just kind of utilizing it to, you know, sometimes, you know, if you can't get that thought out and you're trying to kind of, you know, you're trying to figure something out, you're like, let's, let's, let's put it in there and see if maybe it, it jogs the memory a little bit and it provides any type of ideas. But so AI is the big thing, of course, you know, with anything, it, it can be amazing, but there's also a lot of downside to it, right? Is it, how many jobs is that, is it going to affect? You put it AI, just like anything else in the wrong hands, people use it for bad and harming people, um, you know, whether it's scamming or 
whatever the case you see we, we've all seen the videos on what the capabilities are with something like ai so it has a lot of pluses um but i think we have to be careful because i think i think we've all watched enough sci-fi movies to know what happens and uh if it gets in the wrong hands but and just using social media as a whole um even using what we're on right now like Streamyard and doing you know podcasts and videos and tv shows and utilizing um, these resources to create new outlets to be able to um, give members and other business owners like you're giving me an opportunity to just talk right and, and be able to showcase and, and talk a little bit about various topics and um, have discussions important discussions about business and uh, various impacts of business in New Jersey and as a whole so it's 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 we're open-minded we we try to keep our fingers on the pulse we're, you know and I think it's a necessity you can't we can't live in a stone age where you know we can't pretend this stuff isn't out there or not utilize it you know to to further our mission and, and to create new opportunities to for our members too so speaking from the chamber of commerce and you know speaking representing gateway if we can utilize we can create a podcast if we can create you know you know our own little tv network on youtube or on Streamyard, using you know ai to maybe come up with marketing plans for nonprofit members or you know members as a whole and use that as a resource to help them come up with strategic plans marketing plans uh fundraising plans there's a lot of ways to utilize technology uh to help others and we're going to keep our fingers on that pulse that's definitely a part of our strategic plan as we reimagine what the gateway regional chamber is and what it will be so it's uh it's fun yeah it's fun learning i i'm, I'm still not on you know i'm on most of the social media platforms but I and I don't I don't do too much post. I just use it to, you know, I think watch like puppy videos and uh, and and you know cooking uh, you know cooking shows or something like that. I think and watching people go on vacation, these dream locations that make me jealous. But uh, it's it's definitely a, it, technology is a necessity. Uh, we just got to be careful how we use it and make sure we we understand it and utilize it in a way that it helps and not hurts. Okay, so definitely, um, you know, I think, you know, technology is, is a key trend, but, you know, whenever, you know, if you want to successfully grow um, a business, you know, one of the things that you got to look at is the trends and find out what they're telling you and they can lead you towards opportunities or away from, um, you know, unopportunities or whatever you would call it. Um, so, you know, looking at the trends and then, you know, what I see is, you know, you got to be proactive, you know, you can't be waiting around for things to happen for you. You know, you got to be creative. You can't just do the same thing that everybody else does. And you got to be flexible, willing to do what your customers need uh, to, to really help them uh, solve their challenges, you know, help them fulfill, fulfill their needs, wants and desires. So. Um, you know, definitely that's, you know, important piece of, of what we're doing. Um, so, you know, I think that, you know, with what you're doing, um, you know, there's chambers and then there's gateway and gateway does something different than most chambers. And, you know, in this day and age where you gotta be more creative, more flexible, more proactive, um, you know, I think that Gateway and other organizations um, have an advantage because of their structure 
and relationships. Can you talk a little bit about the structure of Gateway and sort of how that works to really uh, give you, you know, um, a boost, um, you know, um, strength and, and opportunities within this environment? Definitely. No, thank you, Andrew. Yeah, and that's what, one thing that was really uh, appealing to me when coming on board and even originally applying for Gateway Regional Chamber for the president position was learning about how the structure currently is. And that is you have Gateway Regional Chamber of Commerce, which is basically the umbrella organization. And we formed a numerous local chambers of commerce. So how you and I met, we have the Black Business Alliance, which is how you and I met and with Mary and Rob and the whole team there. We had our first, that was my first event I was actually a part of. And it was such a fantastic event. And I know you and I chatted about it. We did it at Just Five Bar, Bar and Grill in Newark. And we had 30 attendees. The energy was through the roof. Uh, I love, you know, all the different businesses that were represented at that event. And it was fantastic. And it was a way to just bring, you know, like-minded business professionals uh, under one roof in a fun environment. And that's the key thing I'll share too, is that the one thing that we're going to be doing at Gateway is I'm going to make sure that all the events that we do are fun, right? Fun, but effective. And that event the Black Business Alliance hosted, that was the prime example of what I want the rest of the organization to be like. Uh, we also have the Wachong Chamber, we have the Queen City Chamber, we have the Gateway Warehouse Association, and we're working on collaborations with uh, some other local chambers of commerce that, you know, there's a, lot, there's, there's, there's a number of organizations that I'm going to be, there's a, there's a few that left that I'm working on bringing back, or at least working on forming strong partnerships to at least work together going forward. But the nice thing is, is that you have Gateway as the whole, which covers the, not only Union County, but we have memberships. We represent Middlesex County, Somerset County, and Essex County. And those are areas, once we really strengthen our representation, Union County, again, and really become the stronghold there and, and the, the, you know, the key organization, we're going to look at expanding even further into the other uh, neighboring counties as well. But in the meantime, we have the small chambers that give you that local feel and tackle local issues and promote local businesses. So you get the regional touch with the gateway, and then you'll, you'll have the opportunity to network at the local town chambers, uh, which is something that a lot of other organizations don't do and don't have. They're regional, they might be larger, um, and they can do events. They'll do events throughout a specific county. But for us, we actually are these local chambers. They're under our umbrella uh, and a part of our organization. So if you're a member of us, then you're a member of all the other affiliate uh, chambers that are a part of Gateway as well, which is unique and a huge benefit to being a member. Okay, no, definitely, uh, you know, definitely Gateway structure has been great. That's one of the reasons why we uh, partner with Gateway to, to create the uh, the BBA. Um, you know, you know, one of the things you're talking about is is in person activities. Um, and you know, with COVID, before COVID, not most chambers didn't do much beyond in-person um, activities. So there needed to be a shift. So I think a lot of them did somewhat of a shift. But you know, what do you think is equilibrium? What's the right balance between virtual and in-person events? Yeah, and that's another great question. And, and it's one of those things where in a perfect world, I will always prefer in person because I want to be able to see emotion and hear emotion and, and hear tone 
and be able to shake someone's hand and, and really have an engaging conversation. So for me, in-person is always going to be have the preferential you know, treatment, so to speak. But there is a place now. If anything that this pandemic showed us is that not only can people work from home and succeed. I mean, my wife is a prime example. I mean, at her company, she writes global contracts for clinical studies. They're breaking every record in the world. You know, every year since COVID, I mean, they literally have breaking 52, 48 million in sales, 51 million in sales. They're at 52 million now for this year. But it showed us that we can work from home. We can have successful meetings, successful, you know, be successful in what we do. And a lot of it, I think it, it changed the way we do business now, right? Zoom is kind of the norm now. Um, so I think with anything, it's balance. You can't, we can't shut one out and or only do one over the other. I think with anything, if we can, we, you utilize it, right? It becomes part of the your repertoire now and, you know, in the rotation. So I know some organizations like one month they do it in person and next month is a virtual networking event. The following month is in person. So that could work. Uh, for I think Zoom is definitely good if you're doing any type of, you know, seminar workshop, um, you have a guest speaker, because you can draw more people from around the state, instead of just, you know, instead of having to find that perfect location, that's central to everybody. And then you have to worry about traffic, weather, you know, cancellations, because of something at home happened with the kids or what have you, at least with Zoom, you can be on the road. And you can listen in or, or watch on your phone. You can be at home, at the office, remote, wherever. So I think it's 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 a necessity these days, and I don't, it's never going away. So it's just another form of technology that you have to incorporate into your current, you know, um, strategic plan. So I, I can see us doing a lot of different seminars and workshops, and you know, via Zoom, um, and then more of the face-to-face -face networking events, more networking focused events and trade shows in person. But that's something that I, I'll, I would, that's, that's one of those things where I'm going to, I'm going to lean on our membership base to share with me. And we did a, we did a survey not too long ago asking that, you know, what type of events do you want us to do? And we're taking that feedback as well. So, you know, for me, it's the more feedback I can get from our members and the businesses in the region to say, we would like this, or this will work good for us. There's no reason, there's nothing off the table, and there's nothing that we can't do. So it's important for me to learn the needs of our members, and that's why I'm having all these meetings and trying to be everywhere I can, because the more I learn, the more feedback I get, the better programs I can actually, you know, uh, the more programs I can actually introduce that are going to be quality and well-received. Okay. Okay, no, I, I think that, that, that makes a whole bunch of sense. And... Um... You know, definitely the environment. We got a lot of tools. We just got to figure out which tools fit the best um, at what time and for who. So um, definitely, you know, ha having a feel for that is key. So um, you mentioned something about fun, and I think that's something that's missing nowadays. And you know, for a lot of people. So um, you know, I do a lot of leadership development, and. Um, you know, you've got a lot of energy, you want to have fun. Um, and those are hallmarks uh, of good leadership. And I think that, um, you know, definitely being able to stand out because of that is key. Um, you know, Colin Powell's, you know, one of the leadership gurus. And I always show this video of, um, you know, of him talking about leadership. And, he, you know, one of his favorite ones is, you know, 
um, you know, he asked someone as a senior person, you know, um, how do you know if someone's, if you're a good leader? And he was like, you know, the standard stuff. But then he said, um, you'll know, you're, you're no, you'll know you're a good leader if people follow you just out of curiosity. So, um, so definitely, you know, having fun and doing fun things is a way to do that. Uh, don't you agree? Great. Oh, a million percent. And I, I, I was saying this last week, we had our summer networking social uh, that one of our members, Colonial Life, hosted. And one of the key points I brought up was, you know, I had more people during my time in North Jersey do more business and make more connections over beer and wings than caviar and champagne. And I said, you know, for myself, it was always take the tie off, relax, come as you are. The key thing to our events, what made North Jersey so successful, and like I said, once again, it's the same recipe I'm going to bring here, is we created a fun, inclusive, welcoming, positive environment. I wanted any event that we did, whether it was a morning mixer, whether it was an, a leads and lunch, whether it was an after work social, I wanted every event to be fun. I wanted someone, I wanted our members to look forward to coming to an event because so many times we've all been there, right? You sign up for an event and you had a long day and you're like, oh God, why did I, why did I sign up for this? How do I get out of it? I want to be the opposite. And that's what we did. We created these events that were just, you look forward to going to them. I mean, our golf outing was one of the most popular probably in the region because on every hole, I had either some type of liquor vendor or food vendor on every single hole. So as soon as you walked in, you had a Bloody Mary you know, or mimosa, you had Tito's on tap. I had gelato. I had churro stations. I had cannolis being freshly filled right there in one of the holes. We had, you know, popcorn, you name it. You had photo booths. So it was a great time. And it was one of those things where if you do the right thing, if you create an environment that is fun and people want to be a part of, they're going to tell somebody. And when we grew the organization, we grew North, Jer North Jersey. And like I said, once again, it's what I'm going to do here. But North Jersey, you know, we, we were at a certain number of members and we should have been much higher. So little by little with a $0 marketing budget, just by putting out the right programs, creating the right atmosphere, having that positive energy and, and showcasing that in everything that we did, one person brought another person. That person brought two people. That person told three people to the point where we ended up growing we went from being in 34 municipalities to 120 municipalities in four counties into 16 counties to where we went from a regional chamber of commerce into a full-fledged statewide chamber nj biz featured us we went, we went from like rank number 19 to top five in the state because and we did it with spending zero dollars all we did was provide the the programs the events and the opportunities that people wanted and created a positive atmosphere that was fun but people wanted to be a part of to where they wanted others to see and experience what they did. So what we did there is what we're starting to do here. And hopefully our members will love and enjoy what we're doing. They spread the word, we grow. And if we grow, that means there's more opportunity for all of our members to meet new people, create new synergies, new partnerships, build new relationships and do more business. Um, that's how I think everyone's gonna succeed. It's just, but we need to have fun. Life is too short. There's enough stress. I always say this all the time. There's too much stress out there. Right? Everything's so polarized. Everyone's so everything's so divisive. You know what? I want to do away with all of that. I don't want the politics. Keep all the clicks, the politics, and the stuffiness gone. Let that. that there's other places for that. When you're with Gateway, you're gonna have fun. All that other stuff's left behind. You know, left at home. Take your tie off. You know, ha you know, have a beer, have a glass of champagne, have a sandwich, whatever it is. But 
know that you're coming to an event that you're going to enjoy and you're going to meet some of the best people in this state okay no definitely i'm i'm excited i'm sure a lot of other people and um you know it's going to be fun ride so looking forward to that um you know definitely um it takes a minute to um to really be able to do something like that but you know once you start to build some momentum um it can happen really fast so very excited about that um we got a comment from jackie um you know just um about about engagement okay about engagement um seems to have people have no problems um the experiences sell itself so you know definitely that's um you know that's key you shouldn't have to sell what you what you're doing um if there's value in it um you know one of my um teaching models uh, for marketing is three reasons to market like a drug dealer and um you know basically you know the first ones they don't market to everyone because you know at the end of the day you shouldn't have to sell if you're marketing if you communicate what you have and people um don't want it then they're not you're not talking the right people um but people know what they want and they they gravitate towards it. So <clears throat> I think you got a good model and that looks, looks very interesting. So what I want to do is before we close out, um, always have the guests really break down three key things that every, that people should take away from what we talked about today. So they can really start to implement them uh, starting tomorrow because, you know, we talked about a lot of great stuff and you may need to watch it several times to really fully understand it but um you know definitely if we could get you to take um uh, you know break it down into three most important things that you want people to take away um i'll give you a second to think about that um uh, so you know in that time what i want to do is um those of you who know about the power breakfast events that we do we've been doing them for over 10 years now and um, we've had a lot of success throughout New Jersey. Um, you know, as you can see, you know, we've helped people get financing. We've helped people get opportunities to do business with others. Um, so definitely something to check out. Our next one is going to be October 27th. And we're going to do it at the Glen Ridge Country Club. So um, you know, really looking forward to it. We have a great speaker. And if you haven't been to the Power Breakfast, take a look and see what it's all about. And then we'll be back talking small business with Brian. We're here at the Small Business Power Breakfast and Conference. Um, excited to say that we had a great day. This event was a wow. Every panel, every speaker has had so much amazing content and good information to share. This is a good day to put aside to come out and do some learning, but also make some great connections. The ones that I made were impactful. Yeah, so the importance of uh, connecting with other people to grow my business is I really never know what leads to what. I might sit next to somebody at a conference I, I would have never met anywhere else, and their cousin might be the biggest client I ever had.
kicked off the day with the Power Breakfast. Our speaker was Gene Bohinski, and his topic was maximizing the value of your business. Most business owners don't know what the value of their business is and don't really know the factors that drive the value of their business. So 80% of businesses that are listed don't sell. And of the ones that do, three quarters of the business owners afterwards say they were unsatisfied or they had serious regrets about the process. And the morning speaker was excellent as well, got us learning what we needed to do in order to be able to ensure that our business could run without us, which I never even considered. And that's something that I'm going to be looking at now to make sure that my revenues are moving forward and my business is moving forward without me, which means I can make more money and work less. Otherwise, I'm just going to be in a job like I was before. For lunch, we had our keynote speaker, Casey Carpenter, who talked about being able to sell even as an introvert. I'm Casey Carpenter, the sales breakthrough coach, and I gave a presentation today about five ways to dispel fear in selling and boost the revenue in your business. I have written a book called Introverts in Sales, Turn Your Peaceful Power into a Powerful Selling Machine. I myself am a painfully shy introvert who overcame a lot. My number one tip is to quit pitching and start connecting because it's really through relationship building and connection and genuine like for each other that sales even happen in the first place. I mean, why is it that we can't think of sales as something that is wonderful where two people sit across the desk from each other and we agree and there's solutions and promises and it's really nice. Why can't it be that way? I believe it can. Business with Brian Tangura, president of the Gateway Chamber of Commerce. Um, we covered a lot of great stuff, but just, you know, it's important to be able to focus on um, some key takeaways from this. So Brian's going to share three key things that you should take away from what we talked about today. That's perfect. Thank you, Andrew. And thank you once again for this great opportunity. Wonderful conversation tonight. Uh, three key takeaways. I would say first and foremost, you know, get involved in your community, your local community. Find a cause that is near and dear to you, that means a lot to you, and look up which kind of organization is around and reach out and volunteer even if it's one night a week, if it's if it's a Saturday, a Sunday, partake in a walk, you know, volunteer at a food bank, whatever the case is, get involved because you never know who you're going to meet and it's going to you're going to feel so amazing when you're giving back and do a, something selfless where you can just help others without expecting anything in return. There's so many wonderful organizations out there. So definitely get active, get involved, and you'll be surprised of the friendships you're going to make, the relationships you're going to build, the partnerships you're going to forge. So definitely, first and foremost, get active. Two, I always share this one piece of advice that was given to me. We were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. We should be doing twice the amount of listening and, ha and half the amount of talking. And I say that where when you do meet people, whether it is in, uh, uh, in the community or in business, listen, you know, ask questions, hear their story and learn from them because you never know, you know, you get to learn someone else's journey. You get to learn from their experience. You get to see life through their eyes and what they've been through. And I think communication is key in, into just creating more peace and harmony in this world and, you know, really fostering better, stronger, longstanding relationships where you never know if that's going to, you know, lead in the future. And 
I think three is just being kind, right? Have fun. Be kind to one another. You know, I always say that I think two of the most underused phrases and words are thank you and please. And I think in today's society, just showing kindness and having compassion and empathy and being diplomatic and just, you know, putting someone else before yourself and, and, and having that pay it forward mentality of how can I help someone else? I think that's going to help your business and just both in a personal and professional manner. And you're going to feel so much better. And I think it's going to go so much further. So community outreach, um, listening to others and getting to build those relationships and, and understanding uh, other individuals' paths and journeys and learning from that and applying it to your life and just being kind and nice and grateful. Um, I, I said at one of my keynote speeches, if you could wake up, you know, uh, you know, each morning and you can either and you can do any of the following, you can walk, talk, see, hear, touch, feel, smell. It's a good day. Build on it. Um, there are no negative experiences, right? If you take one positive experience out of anything that was a challenge or you thought was negative, you can learn from it and apply it and make it a positive. Then you no longer had a negative experience. It's a positive experience. So just, you know, work hard, be kind, pay it forward, help others. And, uh, you're, and you're, you're gonna, you're gonna life will, I, I guarantee you will be so much better. All right. No, that's outstanding, Brian. Um, definitely uh, appreciate the opportunity to have you on, um, share your wisdom and knowledge with um, our audience and um, share those great things you're going to be doing with Gateway. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to checking that out, being involved and, um, you know, really creating opportunities for everyone. Um, you know, you talked about getting active. Generally, you, you you only get out of things what you put in. So if you're not active, and you even mentioned getting active with a cause or something that you're passionate about. And you know, not only is it great for you, but you know, in business, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. You know, if you're passionate about something that someone else is, that gets you a long way towards being able to to know them, like them, and trust them, and vice versa. So um, thank you so much. Um, appreciate you joining us. Anything last you want to say before we get ready to close out? This was just a wonderful experience, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me on today's show. I look forward to working with you on many more initiatives in the near future. And anyone who wants to learn more about the Gateway Chamber or wants to get more involved in the community, I will always be around, and I'd be more than happy to help you. So. I wish everyone a great night and thank you again for having me. Okay, great, Brian. Thanks. Thanks for being here as well. Um, if you can hang out for a minute, I'm just going to close things out and we'll chat for a little bit in a minute. So, um, you know, once again, very excited about having um, you know, great guests and Brian uh, here this evening. Um, I think definitely building community is more critical than ever. Um, going forward, if you're a business owner, um, you know, nobody does it themselves successfully. And, um, you know, in, in this environment, um, you know, there's so much more you can benefit from by partnering and adding value to others while they do the same for you. So encourage you to do that. Um, looking forward to next week as well. Um, next week, what we're going to be talking about is how to focus on what's most important. 
Um, we're going to have Dr. Eric Recker. Um, you know, he's author of Win the Now. He's also a, a dentist and um, he's, he's done some great things. So excited about really having a chance to chat with him about um, focusing on what's most important. Uh, I always tell business owners they need to focus on what, what they do best and most profitably. So you know, what are the important things in your business and your life that you need to focus on? So I want you to think about that as we prepare for next week. And as always, at the end of the day, the more that you know, the faster and more successfully your business will grow. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.